0: Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host, from juliatreat.com. Thanks so much for joining me if you're new, and thank you to those of you who have followed me over time. I am very grateful for the love and support. Just always know that we are in this together. Whether we connect physically or not, we are always connected vibrationally. So I wanted to talk today about a recent message from Kuan Yin about the dark night of the soul that so many are experiencing at this moment. Or perhaps even moving in and out of it or coming back to it. You know, sometimes we emerge from the dark night of the soul and we feel like, thank God, that's it. You know, I've made it to the other side. It's over. And, you know, just to realize or have something come up that makes us realize that, dang it, here I am again. I'm in this place of fear and doubt and maybe even anxiety and sadness, resentment, anger, anything, all of it. Recently, I've had a lot of things removed from my life, literally just God, just plucking people, things, experiences, whatever it may be, thoughts uh, or um, you know, things that I thought I was to be doing, just pluck, pluck, pluck. We're gonna remove all of this so that you have to get still and listen. Now, when that happens, and it may be have happened, it may have happened for you as well. <clears throat> that is in no way a punishment or um, any anything like that. This is a. We need to get still and quiet again, so that you can hear. What it is that you are to do. So you know we're out pleading or or asking for guidance and please and show me the way and do this and heal me and bring me the money and um, pay off my debt or take care of my children or bring me my soulmate. We're doing all these things. or are putting out there what we want. And then being very, very busy of trying to figure out how to do it when we've just put it out to the universe, but yet we're still going to stay in control and try to figure it out here, right? <laughs> and so we are, being sh- we are shifting away from that. We're shifting into putting out to the universe what it is we want, which is, for me, just freedom, right? Peace, love, freedom. Freedom from any kind of doubt or worry or concern, even for others, even for the world. I've just been asking for freedom. I chose this word freedom several years ago, a few years back, and it was the best year of my life. And then I realized... Subsequent years that I chose different words didn't turn out as like I thought they would. And so I just went back to freedom once again for 2020. That's my word, freedom. But being very specific of what that means for me, financial freedom, freedom from worry or concern, stress, fear, freedom from all of it. And it's all been showing up, but it's funny because sometimes it shows up in a way that, that we're, we're um, so not surprised. It just shows up in a different way than we thought it may, right? So freedom from fear, what that meant for me was we are stopping everything Just putting a halt to everything you have going on that you're creating, stop, 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 halt. We're putting all the brakes on. You want freedom, so that means, and and I do know, I understand my mission, my destiny is big, I get that. But, you know, again, realizing I've been him-hawing around for years, creating programs and teaching this and doing this, and it's like, but you're you're going here, so you're just like sidestepping on the way. These are just current or, or recent messages I've been getting. And so everything halting to where all I can sit and think about is the fear of contacting the local television show that I know I'm supposed to have been contacted, you know, reaching out to them years ago, and I didn't do it because I was scared. Fear. So as I've been asking for freedom, which includes financial freedom, remember, I just want freedom, period. Freedom to travel, freedom to get anything I want, freedom to speak anything I want, freedom to do anything I want. And so the main obstacle, the main block, was reaching out to this television show. That was the next step to the next step. So, I was in so much pain, by the way, my body hurt everywhere, and... I don't know if Ascension really came across my mind. I think I knew that was bullshit, actually, because we can blame Ascension for a lot of stuff right now. Because once you get through those blocks, I'm here to tell you, you don't feel the Ascension shifts. Hell no. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But I just said, all right, that's it. You know, it's, it's enough. Here I go. I get it. I'm supposed to reach out to this television program, which I did. My body hurt everywhere. We were emailing back and forth. I filled out the form to be on their show. And they said, we can't wait to have you. This is so exciting. And I still hurt everywhere. And I was like moaning and groaning. I was um, anxiety out the wazoo. (laughs) So freaking out. Literally, and I actually had a meltdown the night before, by the way. Start crying and telling Michael I wasn't happy and all the stuff, when guess what? It was all because I was, gonna, I was about to do what scared me the most. But I thought at the moment, just because I wasn't happy. But that was the truth. But I wasn't happy because I wasn't yet stepping in my purpose. And so as soon as we booked a date, they told me the date, or I said, can I be on this date? I think it was the next week. I didn't even want to wait. They said, yes, we'll see you then. My body stopped hurting the anxiety stopped stopped everything stopped immediately as soon as i got that message back i mean everything everything stopped and i said oh my god because michael was cooking and i was on dining dining room table working and i said oh my god honey i'm gonna be on next week and get i don't hurt anywhere so Everything had to get very still and quiet for me to do what I had to do. To gain freedom, of course I have to push through my fears because you're really not free if you're not doing that, right? So got on the show that next week. I was terrified. I was. Everybody wrote comments when I posted on Facebook. In fact, you can see the videos. I post them on my Facebook page now when they come out, and um, everyone said, oh, you're so relaxed, you're like a natural. And I'm like, I was I was terrified. I can't believe everyone thinks I was so relaxed. But anyway, did the first one. Then, then they said, they love me so much, can you, will you be on weekly? And I'm sh- like, oh my God, of course. Well, I just did day, or week five yesterday, and I'm so relaxed. I'm just sitting and having a conversation. It's funny, I even got caught up in you know, I had people tell, not people, a couple people, telling me, oh, your hair needs to be this way on TV, you need to wear this there, you know, you have to be mindful of your outfits, of your colors you wear. I got, for a couple of weeks, I was like, oh, like, shoot, I got to go shopping now. Something you may not know about me, I hate to shop. I hate it. <laughs> I really do. I'll shop online any day and have it shipped to me. I do not want to go out to the stores and find anything. I never have been a shopper. I I doubt I ever will be. So I was out stressing out, trying to find clothing every week to wear on this show. Stressed. Hours. And I would come home and say, oh, my God, Mike, if this is what it takes, I don't think I won't even do this. Well, Julia came to her senses real quick. I just started looking through my closet, and I said, I'm just going to wear this tomorrow. And... You know, I do watch the shows each week. I watch it back to see how I did, and I'm not judging myself. I'm just seeing how it went and what I can, you know. Actually, it's turned out to see, for me to see how good I was on the show. <laughs> I thought it was for me to critique. But I thought, oh, my God, I look even better just wearing the clothes that I have in my closet instead of me out shopping trying to find something to impress anyone. So I got caught up again. Very important that I realized all I'm going to do is show up and be me. And I'm going to speak my truth. I'm going to wear what I want. They don't care what I'm wearing. They just want to, they just care about what I'm saying, maybe. So all of these things were coming up. That was the next thing. Well, then the next thing, that of course, I've got to go book um, a group reading in a very big venue, local venue. So I booked that. That's my next scariest thing, which I'm doing my next most feared thing, which is in February. Um... So I booked that, get the date set, fine. Well, the next thing is the TV producer, the one I speak with every week, she says, Julia, give me a reading and then I'll air it and talk about it. And I'm like, oh my God. My next biggest fear, to have a reading critiqued on TV? Holy yikes. One thing after another. Turned out to be one of the best, I mean, actually the best reading she's ever had. From what she said she said she found so much joy and peace that she has not ever felt in her life in that hour reading she sung my praises on tv i mean it was so sweet so beautiful she's such a doll and i of course you know we get in our heads that was my next biggest thing and it ended up amazing see god's showing me julia you're meant for this such great things and You've asked for freedom, and so you keep going and trust me, because I keep saying, God, you're my net, you're my bank, you're my publisher, you're my everything, and you speak through me. I'm just a channel for your voice. I am committed to speak your truth, to speak the, the message of love. I'm, I am your servant. I have been actually saying that lately. I am your servant, God. You speak through me. You show me what to do. So get through all that, right? Okay. I feel good, I'm not, I'm not scared of anything now. <laughs> then, well, I've been working on it, booking my live event in July. It was gonna be in June, but I couldn't book the date that I wanted, so then the next date available happens to be on my birthday. So I'm having a celebration. <laughs> my first live event will be July 24th and 25th here in Northeast Pennsylvania, in, the, in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, there's, there will be more details coming about that because I'm working on um, a retreat prior to that weekend so that I can mold them all into one. So there's a lot of information coming about that, but just just knowing that I booked the next thing that scared me to death. Like I literally every day I am going, what's next? What can I do today that I'm scared to do? What can I do that, that I'm fearful of the most? I'm going to do that today. Because, see, every, every time you do it, you get through it. And, yes, you have anxiety. I had anxiety like crazy. Um, breathing, like, you know, quick, rapid breathing, like I'm sure some of you have experienced, if not, you know, at least once in your lifetime. Um, that complete almost meltdown as you, and throwing up syndrome, butterflies in your stomach, and I'm going to puke, kind of, I'm going to do this, holy moly. I had all that every time I did all this. But now what I've realized, just being on television and saying yes, yes to the fear, as in yes, I see you, I honor you, and I give the middle finger to you. (laughs) I'm saying it politely. I give the middle finger to you, and I'm doing it. I have so much more confidence than I had before. I mean, I can't even express how I feel inside. I was—I uh, met with my Light Crew Academy last night for one. We have a live call every Monday night, and by the way, that is something you can get in any time. It's an ongoing, forever uh, membership that I continue to mentor everyone weekly, and it is for spiritual entrepreneurs who are ready to go big. All right, this—this this is not if you're just and I don't mean anything bad by this, but this has nothing to do with I'm just going to I'm just gonna do readings, like just do a couple readings here and there and just do that. This is if you really want to get your voice out to the world, and it's moving past fear and um, getting your platform set. So I met with them last night, and the, the class, um, you know, I was teaching it, and I was talking, and then going through their to-do list and what they're going to do next, and um, I said I'm, I'm sure that you can all – Notice a difference in me tonight from any other night. And they all just, because we're on video and we can see each other. And everyone just like nodded their head yes, like they could see that. And so there are challenges in that group. I'm challenging everyone each week now. There are things to do. and, And if they don't do it, that's on them. I mean, I'm challenging them. And if they choose to step up to that and move through the fear, that's totally up to them. Um, I'm not checking on that. I'm not going to chase them anymore. It's just, hey, these are your challenges, and do them or not. It's up to you. So as I have blasted through these dark nights of the soul, because what I'm finding out, there's a lot. I am nowhere near where I used to be years ago, okay? I had layers to get through. I'm like at the I'm going I keep hearing the tipping point. I'm right at the tipping point, where it is all finished. And it's only because I am blasting through the fears. Now, I had to do all of this, blasting through the fears and the limiting beliefs and the programs and the bullshit stories and all the stuff I heard out in the world and, and all the stuff I felt. I had to do all of this blasting through. blocks when I was healing myself from Lyme disease for those of you that aren't aware I had Lyme disease for for eight years that I know of for the first five years I went to so many doctors and specialists who could find nothing wrong with me my blood work would come up perfect fine yet I was literally like felt like I was dying I went to specialists. One wanted to give me a breast reduction for my neck pain and my headaches, and I said, what about the 45 other things that I put on your list that I have? Oh, well, we just that's what we can take care of today. Another specialist saying, I don't know what you have, but if you take this, these pills and you feel better in a couple of weeks, I'm going to know what you have. And that was the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard. No way am I going to take something if you can't even tell me what's wrong with me. Number one, I know drugs have really bad reactions, have really bad side effects, and I know I'm really sensitive, so guess what's going to happen to me <laughs> and which I believe happens to most of us. We start having other shit go wrong because we're taking that stuff and it's not natural. So let me so hear me out here because since I've been um, putting out messages about Lyme disease and that I you know I've beat it and so I had five years of going to specialists, finally you know, asking the universe, please send me someone. I literally was just asking at that point for a diagnosis. So that's when I met my naturopath, Lynn, who passed away last year. Uh, well, not last year, in, several months ago. And she did a blood test that actually showed your blood under a microscope. Now, hear me out here, because what I'm about to say might just blow your mind, OK? What I've come to realize. I truly believe this. I am not a doctor. I'm not telling you to stop taking any medication, but I'm going to say this. I don't believe we need a diagnosis at all to heal ourselves. In fact, I think a diagnosis sometimes, quite oftentimes, really fucks up our healing. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) So Lynn found... Um, we did the blood test. I was just infested with spirochetes. They were, I could see them. In one drop of blood, I had so many swimming around. It was horrible. Went to a specialist. Okay, so at a point where I had almost every symptom that, that Lyme disease can cause that they know of, except for the ones that are just for men. And so Lynn suggested I go to a specialist in New York, Dr. Cameron. I'm telling you his name in case it's someone you want to reach out to. But I'm going to tell you my story about this. I was put on antibiotics, triple the dosage of regular um, treatments. And what that does, so you ha- if you have Lyme disease or you have any kind of disease or illness, you have to become an expert in it. I mean, I became an expert in Lyme disease. And what I learned was that the spirochetes are so intelligent that The spirochetes are the bacteria. That's the Lyme disease bacteria that runs your life. (laughs) I mean, it literally, if it crosses the blood-brain barrier, which is quite normal or um, not normal, that's not the word, Um, can happen. I'm just going to say that. Then they're running things in your brain, and they're going to tell you, you need to eat sugar, you need to eat this candy, because we breed. They actually breed when you eat sugar. So they, they're so smart, though, they, they can tell when you have taken antibiotics. They actually know. They learn to put a shell around themselves, and there's, there's scientific uh, videos and pictures. I did see this at one time. I don't know where they are now. I don't know if they still exist. But they showed um, giving the antibiotics, and then the spirochetes put this shell around their body. And, they, and sometimes they go and hide in your joints. So they'll go hide in your joints, Um, And it'll almost be like they're dormant. They're really smart little buggers. And so I was on antibiotics, and you have to quit. So they had to keep switching them because the, the specialists, the Lyme literate doctors know that spirochetes, they understand this, and they were somehow mutate, migrate. I don't even know what the word is, but they can put the shell around, and you have to change the antibiotics then and then kill as many as you can before they realize what's happening. It's just a crazy thing. So I was on that for a year, god-awful sick as hell for that year. Sick, sick, sick. I was sick from the antibiotics. I was also sick from the Lyme, the spirochetes being killed. Because what happens when, when Lyme disease, when the spirochetes are killed, they actually become toxins in your body, which can make you feel worse. Now, that's not a bad thing. It's just something everyone needs to be aware of. It can make you feel worse because then you get got all these toxins in your body. This is one reason I started going to hot yoga, to um, Bikram style yoga. And I say Bikram style because Bikram yoga has the temperature at um, 102 to 105, somewhere in there. And what I learned as a Lyme specialist that I was becoming is that heat from 102 degrees higher For 20 minutes or more, if you can be in the heat, whether it's laying down, or for me, hot yoga was actually moving through the exercises and the poses, the 102 degrees or hotter kills, not only kills the spirochetes, but if you've never taken hot yoga, you know you're going to sweat. And so you want to get those toxins out as quickly as possible. So the heat is killing the spirochetes, and the sweat... You know, you're sweating and getting them out of your body faster through your skin, which is your largest organ. And many of the poses in hot yoga, in Birkham yoga, are poses that are flushing your organs. I don't know if that's the right term, but they're helping your organs. And so we can even get these spirochetes and the toxins out of our organs faster. So I was doing this, the hot yoga, sick, sick, sick. And after a year... I still had Lyme. Now, one thing that they, here's the thing. Most people say, most specialists say you never, I guess, I didn't even know this. I have heard that they tell people you'll never get rid of Lyme. It'll always be there. Just be dormant. I've never heard of that. So if they ever said that to me, it just went in one ear and out the other because I have a big philosophy of, I don't give a shit what you say. That doesn't resonate with me. I'm not hanging on to that truth. And so um, after that year, I still had Lyme. I think the best, I think I felt, the longest I felt well was about 10 days. Ten, it was never longer than 10 days. Oh my God. Then by day 11, here comes that flu-y feeling. Like for me, it was like a flu-y feeling, like sluggish, fatigue. I feel like I have a fever, but I don't have a fever, or I got, and then I got chills. You know, the neck ache, joint pain, headaches, this wasn't, and they come and go. You can have one symptom and none, it it just comes and goes. Twitching was a big one for me, twitching throughout my body, oftentimes my eye. Uh, My ears would feel like clogged up or closed up, or they would ring, or they would hurt. What else? Sleep disturbance like crazy, Uh, never feeling rested. Whether I slept or not, you could sleep 10 hours and feel like I didn't even get any sleep. Or I could sleep four hours and feel like I got no sleep. Just the fatigue was was nuts. And then the mind racing and the songs that got stuck in your head, it's all the stuff. So after that year, I said, that's it. Okay, that didn't work. So what's next? So then I went to a natural. I'm going to try natural stuff now. And Lynn, my naturopath, gave me all the stuff, told me what I needed to get. And I piled it up. Here we go. And so for two years, two years, I did all the natural stuff. I kept going to hot yoga always. And here's the thing with hot yoga. If I went five days a week, now I was committed to getting well. So if I went, so if I went two or three days a week, my blood was better. Like it was good. It wasn't great. I still had spirochetes around. I still had issues in my body. It wasn't great. But if I went five days a week... My blood, that was the best my blood ever was. But it makes sense, right? Because you're killing them, plus you're getting not only them, the toxins and the spirochetes, but you're getting all other toxins out of your body in an hour's time while you're practicing this yoga, this hot yoga. And don't get me wrong, some days I had to just lay on the mat. In the beginning, I was so sick. And when you are sick with Lyme, you're in what I call Lyme hell, you can't even take the heat. Because you're like, I'm already like hot. How can I lay in a hot room? Well, I just did. I went. And sometimes I'd just lay there and I'd get up and do a pose or two and I'd lay back down. I stayed out of my head. I didn't beat myself up. I didn't compare myself to anyone in the room. My, um, the yoga, the owner of the studio, Laura Alexiu, I've done some, some interviews with her here on my podcast. She was my biggest cheerleader besides myself. She would just say, Julie, you showed up. That's amazing. You you just showed up. I mean, that's the biggest step. I remember one time, I knew I was kicking Lyme's ass because they will run and hide in your lymph nodes to try to keep from being destroyed. Now, we have lymph nodes everywhere. I had no clue that we have tons of them in our armpits, okay, until I was doing this five days, days a week thing. And... I woke up and I could hurt, like my armpit hurt so bad, both of them, but my right was the worst. And I raised up my arm in the bathroom and I had like nine huge whelps in my armpit, and they were red and they were sore. But I took it as a triumph. I knew I was winning. And I went to yoga that day and I was like, "Oh my God, Laura, look." And I pointed at my armpit. I said, "Look at, look what they're look at this." And she's like, "Oh my God, that looks so painful." And I said, "Well, it is, but I don't care I'm winning." So did the the natural stuff for two more years, right? So five years misdiagnosed, really not diagnosed with anything. I even had cortisone shots in my elbows. My elbows were like hot like fire, and they hurt so bad. This was before I was diagnosed with Lyme. And I didn't even know why, and I could hardly move them. I had to get cortisone shots to move my elbows, yet they couldn't tell me anything was happening. They had no clue. Lyme is the puzzle, okay? Now, I'm not going to say that they won't give you a diagnosis of something else, like fibromyalgia and lupus and MS. Oh, my God, I've met so many people that have an MS diagnosis that actually have Lyme. So they can give you another diagnosis. But by the way, God, I can't forget to talk about, I'm um, 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 sorry, I am keep smacking my tongue. Um. Lesions. <laughs> I was like, what's the word? I was picturing it. I gotta tell you one thing. This is crazy. So with MS and Lyme, you can have lesions in your brain if they find them. You know, they can find lesions for both. When I had Lyme, I was on an inhaler. I had asthma. I never had asthma in my life till I had Lyme. Some people have Lyme their whole life and don't even know it. And they're on an inhaler. But I had an inhaler. I went in for a lump a lump, I think it was, on my chest that started. And so they went in. No, was it a lump? I can't remember what it was for. But I went in to have a scan. It was an X-ray of my lungs. But I can't remember what it was for. And I had to then go to a lung specialist, pulmonary. Is that what they're called? Uh, Because I had a lesion in each lung. Now, this is at a time when they still don't know I have Lyme disease. I haven't been diagnosed yet. But now I got lesions in my lungs. Oh my god, well, I used to smoke. You know, park Marlboro Reds every day for many years. I had quit 20 years before this scan, but that's the thought that started going through my mind. Oh, my God, I didn't even quit soon enough. Now i got lesions in my lungs. Skipping forward now to where I had healed myself, which is the part of the story I'm getting to very quickly. Well, not really quickly. I'm getting to it. As I healed myself from Lyme, which I'm going to tell you how I did on my own, no medicine the lesions disappeared. The pulmonary specialist couldn't believe it. That was five years ago, no, six years ago. Five, six years ago that actually my lesions had disappeared from my lungs and they were gone. So after two years of natural medicine, so five years not diagnosed, one year mainstream meds, yuck, (laughs) two years. Natural medicine, still sick. I was like, all right, that's it. I went on the river behind my house, which is my place I go. (laughs) It's the place I go, when I really just need God to talk to me. And I said, God, it was another of these where I'm just like, I'm pleading for help, and I'm not, yeah, we can plead for a miracle, but I'm like, God, you have got to show me how we heal this. I know I'm not supposed to have this. I've seen myself healed. I know I will be healed. How do I do that? And after a brief pause or two, I just heard, you're ready. You're ready to see the truth. And what the truth was was that I was about to go diving into my soul to discover the wounds, all of the emotional wounds that had kept me sick. All the guilt, the shame, resentment, anger, sadness, depression, anxiety, (laughs) worry, fear, all the stuff. I was going to discover all the stuff that I had shoved down, which resulted in me beating myself up internally, not realizing that, which then in turn allowed myself to be attacked by these spirochetes. So that was the journey to my healing. I was uncovering everything that I had buried deep. And after a year, I realized, and it was a year, exactly a year, I realized that I had been free from Lyme disease for one year. Now, if you have chronic illness or any kind of things going on with your health and it's a chronic thing, you're going to understand how amazing being free from that for one year must feel. I was making dinner, and I was cutting up a red onion, and I was just showing. Gra- I was just so grateful at that moment. i was so grateful that I was that I hadn't had Lyme in a year. No symptoms, zero symptoms. Every wound I started healing, a symptom would disappear. I mean, I'm talking from skin rashes to eczema to like everything, foot pain, knee pain. Um, GI issues, like there's so many things, symptoms from Lyme that you can have from Lyme disease. Dizziness, vertigo, forgetfulness. I remember one time driving my car, I used to see children in their homes for therapy, and I saw the same children every week. I knew the way. And one day in the middle of the daytime, this is back when I was really just riddled with Lyme, I got so confused. I didn't know where I was. I started crying. And I called Michael and I started explaining what everything looked around me. And I kid you not, I was two blocks from my house. He had to come get me. I was just so confused. And so cutting this onion and showing gratitude and like just so just so happy that I haven't had a symptom in so long. Cut down the center of the onion, the onion fell open. And in the very center of the onion, was this beautiful lotus. I'm gonna post a picture on Instagram in case you haven't seen that one. It's a beautiful lotus. And interesting enough, I have a uh, lotus on my leg. One of the tattoos I have is a lotus with the OM symbol inside of it. So when I saw this lotus, I'm trying not to get choked up, because I'm... Remembering that moment like it was yesterday, the moment that Lotus showed up and I heard God say, it's time to show others. Now, I knew what he meant. It's time to teach others how to heal themselves. And I, was, I immediately said, Nope. <laughs> Nope, I'm not ready yet. I've only been well a year. I can't teach anyone yet. I gotta make sure this is f- for real. Again, procrastination, excuses, perfectionism—that is all fear, right? It's all fear. So I said no. I still had a beautiful evening, a beautiful moment, you know, still the gratitude, but I said no, and I went about my life. <laughs> a year later, I can't remember the reminder right off the top of my head right now. But I was reminded once again, the big guy said, it's time. It's time that you start teaching others how to take their bodies back. And he was showing me. It was, he was sad. It was like, God, how do I even say this? I mean, it looked like a war zone. People are running and, and things are being bombed. It's the running and scurrying, trying to find the answer, find safety, find the cure. And, and it's this, this crazy, chaotic mess I mean, that's literally what it showed, what it appeared like in my head. And I said, I don't want to. (laughs) Like, can I do other things? Like, I'm doing so many other things. I don't wanna do that. And again, he got quiet. So, I've taught people how to create abundance to manifest money, their soulmate, Manifest their children, like literally having their family, getting pregnant. I've helped people manifest an amazing connection with angels and guides, but I've never done something to just teach how to take back your body from chronic illness, from disease, from physical, what's the word I'm trying to... Even a physical abnormality, okay, I have no idea that's coming out of my mouth, so that must be in the plan too. Um, Even imbalances that cause weight gain or weight loss. And as this is something that has come up once again. And I've just decided I am facing all of my fears, everything I've talked about, and now letting go of any fear that I can actually show someone or teach someone how to take their body back because I've done it. I've been free from Lyme for five years now. I have absolutely no symptoms. I am living a beautiful life because of that. I think back of how that ruled my life. I also know what it takes to take your body back. Now, as I have, you know, this came up. Okay, Julie, you're supposed to teach this and I I told Michael we have this outdoor, we have an outdoor this outdoor area. It's actually a garage. <laughs> it's called the man cave and there's a wood burning stove in there and there's a fridge with beverages like beers and little wines and and a TV and it's kind of our little getaway especially in the winter when hey, I just want to get out of the house because I work from home. Let's just go in the man cave, the garage. It's fun. It gets really warm in there. Macy and Gracie love it. We just hunker down in the heat, watch TV, have some beverages, and it's really nice. And a couple of weeks ago, we were getting ready to go out there for just a rendezvous to hang out, and I grabbed a notebook, and I said, well, I'm going to go out and bring this notebook out. You can watch anything. It's not going to bother me, but I'm going to... I'm asking God to guide me in this course of what I'm supposed to how I'm supposed to set it up. Now, for those of you that took spiritual boot camp, this is how I set that up. Although I did every night sat down and said, "God, what's next? And God would tell me the lesson that would be coming the next day and I would create it and everyone would get it the next morning. So I took the notebook out and I said, I know it's supposed to be at least, 28 days. And so I sat down with my notebook, you know, got a beverage, Michael started the TV and I was sitting there. I was like, all right, God. And I had day one. So I wrote down day one, wrote down the lesson day two. And it just boom, 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 boom. So 30 minutes, it wasn't even 30 minutes, 20 minutes later, I held up my notebook and I looked at Michael and I said, Oh my God, I just created the entire course. Now he's never seen me create a course like that he has no idea how I tune in get guidance create a course and this is the first time I've done it well no I've done it before okay I have done that before but I haven't done it in a while and it's just a reminder that sit down ask God how what what is this what day is next okay what are they gonna need after that that's gonna build on that okay and then they're gonna be ready for this right okay and then this is gonna happen and then this is what they're gonna have to remember or this is the lesson so this is the conversation I'm having with God as I'm creating this course. And the next day, so I created this course, great, got it. I know what I'm doing with this. This is, and basically the steps that I went through into taking my life back, my body back. Because there is nothing, quite honestly, I would ever trade, and we don't have to, but I would never ever trade anything for my health. Because it, it it's such a glorious feeling to just, feel fantastic every day. And yes, the triggers will come up. Something will happen, whatever that may be. A fear might cause a pain, like the pain that happened in my body right before I booked my television appearance. But then I have to understand that's a trigger of fear. That has nothing to do with Lyme coming back. So that's one of the things you'll learn. By the way, I'm going to be talking about my course in a moment. But I want to talk to you about Kuan Yin, because Kuan Yin came to me in a very interesting way. The next day, after I've created this course, because this is a big step for me. I don't know why this is such a big step for me, but it is. Sometimes we don't know why. Some kind of past life stuff, probably. And I don't have to go back and see what that is until, you know, someday if I need to, I will. I don't need to right now. I decided to go to Elk Mountain nearby and go walking and sit and watch the skiers. I don't ski, but I like to watch people skiing. I like to watch all the like families having fun. It's just fun for me to watch. I'm walking up to the lodge. On the right, just a big, big rock in the shape of a heart. It's a black rock, black heart. I posted it on Instagram yesterday. I said, interesting, got you, black heart, uh-huh. This is going somewhere. Now, I didn't have to, I just took a picture of it. Went inside, got a coffee, went to the restroom, watched some skiers for a while. Just felt great. Started walking out, started walking to my car, and I looked down at my feet, and there's a mud heart. It's a heart in the shape of mud. And I said, oh, that is like golden. That's pretty cool. Not realizing still the profound message that was about to come my way by Kuan Yin. Took a picture of the mud heart. I posted that on Instagram. Got ready to create this podcast and decided, to, just felt guided to grab Kuan Yin's deck that I have. It's by Alana Fairchild. Grab the deck, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. What it, what's, for some reason, I'm supposed to draw a card. What is it, Kuan Yin? What is it? Shuffle, shuffle. The first card I pull is number 36. Wink for those of us that are the 36ers. And another card fell out. And so I'm going to read this message from Kuan Yin because perhaps it is speaking to you. Definitely spoke to me and tied in the Black Heart Rock and the Mud Heart. And so I'm going to read both messages as they do go together. So I'm just going to pray that you hear the message you need to hear from Miss Quan, the beloved Kuan Yin, the goddess Kuan Yin. The first one is the dance unveiling. There is a situation in your life that is about to reveal itself to you with greater clarity. Just like sands shifting, the picture will seem clearer and quite different to how it once appeared to you. This clarity will bring you great relief and confirmation of your intuition. Be patient and allow the revelation to come to you at the perfect time. Often what we think we know is only a small part of the bigger picture. With some more information, what we think is the truth can shift, sometimes dramatically, and reveal a completely different reality. Sometimes we really imagine a situation, person, or place to be all that we think or feel that it is, only to find that it is not quite that way at all, After some time, an involvement has passed. There is an important situation in your life right now that is still unfolding, and you have yet to perceive it fully. It is safe for you to be patient and curious and trust what you feel is unfolding right now. Don't rush to set things in motion, to form a structure or even to make things concrete until you have had a chance to be clear about the situation or process. There will be a time in the near future when you will realize that the graceful cosmic dance of Kuan Yin has unfolded and a veil has been lifted. At that time, you will realize that you are seeing much more clearly and accurately than you have previously been able to do so. Only then will, you, will an appropriate course of action or non-action be clear to you. Trying to apply effort or create results before that time will not cause the unveiling dance to unfold more quickly. Be patient and trust, beloved. Kwan Yin's dance of divine grace will touch this part of your life and bring you clarity. Go into your heart and listen for the music of her dance. This oracle is also confirmation that something you have recently perceived or will soon perceive is accurate. This perception may have been something of a surprise, shock, or stretch for you, and perhaps you are not quite comfortable with its implications as yet, and so you are doubting the veracity of your vision. Be patient and allow yourself to get used to the new truths that are revealing themselves to you now. The dance of Kuan Yin's grace brings not only revelation but also opportunity and resolution. So, Kuan Yin saying that what you have felt or perceived is coming true. This message coming after seeing the black rock, the mud. I mean, I'm sorry, the black heart rock, the mud heart, then her encouragement saying, It's coming. Then the next card falling out, Veil of the Shadows. I'm going to read this message, number 43. And remember, I want you to remember what I was talking about. The lotus and the onion fell open, the lotus was inside. Me going through another dark night of the soul, just meaning you're just diving into those murky waters, what needs to be healed, right? And then seeing the black heart rock, the mud heart. This is her message. This is what really blew me away. A lotus blossoms with deep, rich mud into which she plunges her roots and draws great nourishment. From this mud, made of water and earth, Growth happens and great beauty is revealed. Your soul lotus thrives through depth of emotion and aliveness of your body, into which she can plant herself and unfold as a lotus of light. Your soul lotus is blooming, just like a plant that outgrows the pot in which it has been planted and requires more soil to spread its roots and continue growing. Your soul, lotus, needs some more mud, some more water and earth energy so that it can grow and shine. In the spiritual worlds, all things serve. Everything, including our darker emotions and parts of our body that we may not think are acceptable. They are actually good nourishment for our soul. The soul craves to love and be in love with all parts of you. Like a passionate divine lover, it wants to hold nothing back and become completely spiritually intimate with all aspects and all parts of you, whether you have thought they are lovable or not. This can be challenging because it can feel extremely uncomfortable to visit and consciously engage with those aspects of our personality and our bodies that we have yet to really love and accept. Yet this is what you are guided to embrace now. This process might be started by taking a class or engaging in a physical practice that honors the shadow part of you. If you have considered yourself an introverted person, it might might be to begin to honor the counter side of this, the part that needs community and people in order to thrive. If you consider yourself a quiet person, you might need to explore how you can find joy through sound, music, and energy, for example. If you consider yourself a passionate person, you could benefit from finding the part of you that is peaceful and content in the moment with things exactly as they are right now. This interplay isn't about saying that who you are now is not enough. It is about acknowledging that you, are not, or that you are that thing you believe you are not and finding a way to live with it consciously and with love. It is about delving into the parts of you that have been hidden in a veil of shadows and are now becoming ready to be revealed and lived as a part of the beautiful and whole being that you are in truth. In particular, this oracle asks you to look at where you can nourish your emotional and physical life with more focus, perhaps through art, creativity, journaling your dreams, creating collages, or engaging in dance or other forms of movement. Your spirit needs it to thrive at this time. So, (laughs) you see how all of this unfolded for me. Healed myself from Lyme. Fought it, fought it for years to teach it, just to take your body back. Then finally saying, "Okay, God, I will do it. I will do it just so you will stop coming around every year and telling me I need to do it. I will do it because it's been five years. Maybe that's how long it had it took for me to to believe it. Who knows?" And then coming up with the title, as I asked God, what is the title to be? And he said, the self-love solution, because that is what will happen. And then giving me the guidance of every day what you will be doing, which is everything that I did over many years. Only you will be doing it in a very short period of time then coming across the black heart rock, the mud heart at my feet, to get the message from Kuan Yin that you are on the perfect path, Julia. Yes, it is time to teach this. I pray that if you are experiencing any physical stuff, whether it's chronic illness, disease, weight management, whatever that is, means, loving yourself, which most of us don't. I do. I do now. I love myself unconditionally. I love myself the most, and that is key to your healing. Then my self-love solution Master Course is beginning on January 28th. I had it set for January twenty seventh or 22nd, but it has been changed to the 28th only because I have been guided to change the date so that I can let people know on the live television show the day before that that it is open and that they can join. In the outro, you will hear how you may sign up. This will be the course to change everything for you. But let me be very, very clear. Number one, it doesn't matter what chronic illness or disease that you have. Okay? Number two, it doesn't matter what's going on with your body. This is about taking your body back, period. Taking your body back. I have been talking with people recently that I've been pointing out, you know, everyone's claiming or exclaiming all the things that are killing them, right? It's the water I'm drinking is killing me. The chemtrails are killing me. Uh, the pollution's killing me. The food I'm eating's killing me. My relationship's killing me. Global warming's killing me radiation's killing me, and I'm here to tell you, your mind is what is killing you. Your mind. Your thoughts are killing you. Your thoughts are keeping you sick. They're allowing your body to be taken over. Let me point out a couple of other things, if you don't even believe me on that. First of all, this is how I healed myself, my mind. I had to get in there and see what the hell I was telling myself. And I've been telling myself some pretty bad things for a very long time. You're not good enough. You're a bad girl. You're a sinner. You should feel guilty about this. You didn't take care of this. You're a piece of shit. You're supposed to save everyone. You're a people pleaser. What are you doing? All the stuff. And as I came across all of the layers to me, I and mean, it was very murky, <laughs> those muddy, muddy waters. As I said previously in this podcast, my symptoms started to disappear. I always knew that I would be well, completely well, take back my body, do anything that I wanted, and that is exactly what I have created. I can eat and drink anything I want. I do not drink special water. I do not care about chemtrails. I do not care about what's in the air around me. I am thriving because I have tapped into that power within me that can thrive in any situation. I have let go of stress. I have stopped worrying. I do not know what's best for everyone, nor should I ever sit and ponder that. That is where the worry comes in. We feel like we know what's best for everyone else, including our children, grandchildren, anyone, parents, when we just don't want to look within and take care of our own stuff. So yes, my course will help you take your body back. But you will have to do the work every single day. When I say work, it does not mean it has to be difficult it means that you must do it. Everything that I post every day, you need to tune in and listen to that lesson. And then you need to follow through with what I suggest you do. I will be taking you through the steps that I took myself to take my body back from Lyme disease once and for all. And one thing, and you know, what happened, taking it back from Lyme, but... When I realized recently, because other triggers came up that triggered my weight gain, including a car accident I was in last May that caused neck pain, I realized several months later I had once again fallen back into that victimhood role of who can fix me, just like I was when I had Lyme. When I finally caught that, when I realized that's what I'm doing again, I called bullshit. I stopped seeing anyone and everyone who was telling me that my neck was fucked up, and I decided to step up as the warrior once again, knowing that my body could do anything. If I decided and was determined that I was going to heal my neck and my back, then that's what would happen. I am now back to hot yoga five days a week. I experience Very little to no pain at all. Sometimes just because I stretched, you know, had really felt gung-ho and stretched a little further. So what? I'm just like reawakening those muscles in me that need to remember to be flexible. All right. This is a long one, but there was a lot I needed to tell you. In the outro, you'll hear how to get into the self-love solution. It's starting next week. It's time to take your body back, and I am honored to be your guide. The light in me sees the light in you. Hey, hey, Julia here. Just letting you know that there are just a few spots left for my self-love solution. I will be your guide in taking your body back from chronic illness, disease, weight imbalances, whatever the case may be, I have been free from Lyme disease for five years. I did it on my own, without any medicine. So it's time to step into your power, take your body back, and here's just a few of the things that you will learn in my course that will help you turn everything around. You'll learn my morning ritual that will change everything. You'll learn the importance of creating your own version and vision of perfect health and what that means for you. You'll learn what's been keeping you sick all along. And honey, it is not what you think it is. You'll learn how much power you truly have. You'll rise out of the ashes and soar like the phoenix. You'll learn how to embrace the new you as you heal your emotional wounds. You'll learn how to remain in your new vibration of complete and perfect health. You'll learn how to navigate through the triggers that will arise, because honey, they will come. If you've listened to my podcast, you've heard me say, This is something that God has been pushing me to teach for several years, and I have resisted. But it's time. The time is now. Get in. There's a few spots left. Just click on the link below and get in either full pay or pay plan. I am ready to help you take your body back once and for all.